Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people and my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, for this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. Tonight, we're talking NWA, WCW, Saturday night on TBS from July 4th of 1987. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hard Body Hopper. Doc, how are you? Well, I've been on, I've been on the news, man, and this will come out a little bit afterwards. They're probably still cleaning up. There is a big-ass hurricane rolling through the Florida panhandle, huh? Yeah. I got a question, though. I got a question for you. Huh? How will they know what to come in and clean up? Oh. Do you always have to be the designated asshole? Dude, have you ever been to the panhandle of Florida? Bro, just think of how many of those fucking airbrush t-shirt shops are now destroyed. (laughs) That shit's blown all the way up to the Smoky Mountains. (laughs) They're going to like, oh, yeah, we got some new shirts. We could put, like, Billy Job loves, loves Parlene. License plate on the front of our car now. The Florida Panhandle is not that bad. Really? Okay. I'm here to talk wrestling and not hurricanes. Everybody in the path of the hurricane stay safe, though. Yeah, that, so there's that, that thing sucks, man. That's a mon- that some bitch yeah. came out of nowhere, man. Um, hey, Doc. Um, well, Harper, real quick, how are you, man? You hanging in there? Yeah, doing great. Did you crank one off today, or you know, everything good? Fuck no, I'm too tired. I hear that. Well, I'd probably fall uh, asleep if I did that. Oh, <laughs> Why does that make you fall asleep? You ever think about that? You ever notice that? That's just like NyQuil. <laughs> as soon as you're nuts, it's like, it's like the fucking batteries have been taken out. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. I've, this I've is why that. people listen to us for our <laughs> classic wrestling analysis. You mean it's why they don't tune into some of those other nerdy-ass nerds? I think so, man. You want me I think start so, cutting promos on some some other podcasters tonight? I'm I'm a little angry no, with some folks. Don't do that. It's okay, man. Uh, it's not really a big of a deal. No, I gotta I gotta that. turn this around though, Mike. How are you doing tonight? Because you've had a rough day at the office with your <laughs> new nemesis. You got a new nemesis. What a spot monks so are doing some flipping and diving, and I mean, just bunch of bullshit. If I have to say so myself, and this hey, guy, I, you're. The guy that's giving you problems now, this guy, I bet, is throwing super kicks in his sleep. Bruh. He doesn't wait for the bell. He doesn't wait for the match. He doesn't even wait to wake up. This, You know how a long time ago we were talking about ROH? And, and I, I don't want to make this about the Young Bucks, but you had said one time you watched a match and you were like, those sons of bitches didn't even go to the lockup. They just went straight to the super kick. They did. Well, what you were, but here's the thing. What you were saying, they did that in the ring. This motherfucker, before you even get to the ring, he's just in the back throwing super kicks at you. Like, dude, right. we're not even out in front of the crowd yet. What the hell are you doing? Stop flipping and diving in the back. Okay. You know what he's going to say. I'm just what? trying to make my super kick better. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, I, some good news, Doc, before we go to your spotlight of the week that you want to give Blue, out to Blue Chew? Uh, no, no Blue Chew, but I, I just, um, 
I was looking at something, and this is actually of our NWA or flagship show. This is episode 180, and we have recorded, although it hasn't aired, 115 episodes of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And if you include the Robert Fuller episode we aired from Terry Garvin Sims and a couple of bonus shows we have done along the way, we have put out, as of this recording, 298 free episodes and nearly three and a half years of podcasting. So we're Jesus Christ. Two more before we hit the big 300. It just popped up out. I, I just so saw if it. you write me a check for 300 bucks, it works out to a dollar an episode. Right. right. I wow. think I'm going to do that for you. That's a great suggestion. Will you stuff it down my pants like Buddy Lindale put the check? <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure it's got some ball juice on it like Budro <laughs> did. And he stuck it down Tim Horner's throat. <laughs> All right. Uh, Doc, uh, we got a good spotlight. Uh, you want to go to it? I don't really want to do this. I know you don't because it's Phil Allen, but you're going to do it. I'm doing right? this under. I'm doing this under complete protest. But Mike said I, the only way for me to get this check is to put Phil Allen into the spotlight this week because in his worthless piece of crap life, haunting white women like he likes to do. That's nice. He found the time to find the timestamp on episode what was it one something of Jim Cornette where Jim Cornette number but it was Jim Cornette experience where he talks about the cameraman leaving it on Corky oh really (laughs) (laughs) so So, I went back so we went back and listened and I don't know Jim says he didn't he didn't know about it till it aired well, no, hold on, hold on. Tell the whole story. What happened was Phil sent me the timestamp to the episode of, of the Jim Cornette experience. It was on. It, it was on like a year and a half, maybe two years ago at this point. And what happened? It was, Jim said, it was the episode, if people want to know exactly, I don't know which episode. He'll probably post it in that nerd group you got. But uh, Bruce Pritchard was on. Yeah, and it was either part one or part two of Pritchard. Anyway, Corny said that. I mean, he knew he called the people a bunch of genetic defects and mutants. <laughs> but what Cornette claims is he did not, until it actually aired, he didn't realize that the cameraman stayed on the special needs kid. So, like <laughs> we said, like we said, because if you remember, all three of us were like, that cameraman is a dirty fucking bastard. He got the, the cheese, too. He got the cheese. The cameraman was a dirty bastard in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. The cameraman left it on that poor kid. Now, what Cornette said was is that because they had to use guys that didn't know how to shoot wrestling, that's how that kind of thing happened. Yeah, but right. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly what he was doing. And I know, that, you know, 2018, so Corny was trying to, you know, yeah. appeal, but you know he giggled. Yeah. He might not have liked it, but there's a part of him that giggled because it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was batting a thousand that day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what you, so what you're saying, Hopper, is he was not a walking rain delay. Uh, uh-uh. he was perfect. <laughs> He's perfect. All right, so that was one thing we wanted to do. Uh, a couple things real quick before we get into the show. First off, thank you to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, uh, one of the largest patron contributors we have, and Hall of Fame patron at K underscore Row 
86 as well. You heard Doc talk about the uh, Facebook group. He called it the Nerd Group. It's just because he's not in there and he's jealous. But if you go to the Facebook page, uh, search Book in the Territory Dash, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, answer the uh, quiz questions, and we will let you in. So there you go. Uh, and join the group. The test? The, uh, you got yeah, quiz but- questions? Yeah, like um, Jesus like you Christ. have to. It's not really quiz questions. It's so that you can identify. You're not just not some, uh, as Tony Cervani says, slapdick out there uh-huh. who who has no clue, and you're just joining a group because you want to post a bunch of shit. You have to actually be able to quote one of Harper's taglines. So I incorporated yeah. that into it. You have to be able to tell, uh, like Doc, what your promotion was uh, growing up. You got to be able to answer that, which is of course world class. And then um. Shit, I don't even remember the other one. But yeah, there's a couple of questions that uh we we do ask before you before we let you in. There you go. What race is Mike Mills? <laughs> Nobody's in the group. <laughs> <laughs> Half the people who apply. <laughs> All right. Uh, one other thing, I want to shout out the new patrons. Welcome back, Craig Walston. Appreciate you uh, coming back. Jamie Butler, D.N. Parr, Joe Seart. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Uh, all of you guys that I've just mentioned, if you if you have it, uh, either on Facebook or Twitter, send me a, a DM and let me know what your what your Twitter is, and I will shout that out on air. And then uh, welcome Ryan Ashby to the BTT Hall of Fame wing. He is at Ryan I N Auburn on Twitter. There you go. So I think we need to talk some Saturday night now, Doc or Hopper. Would y'all y'all ready to get into this thing? I just oh, want to yeah. make sure we're going to talk about our other thing at the end of the show and the promo of the week discussion. Is that correct? Uh, McGregor and, and um, what was the guy's name? <laughs> yeah. Is it Khabib or what? I forget that quick. Uh, thank you. Come again. Okay, you're an asshole. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll do that at the end. That's uh that that's we're gonna have, we're gonna open that up for discussion. That's when we talk real wrestling, right there. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get into this week's episode of Saturday Night. Again, it is uh, July fourth, nineteen eighty seven. It is the middle of the summer. Jim Crockett Promotions as we steamroll right along, and we're about to get into the first war games. Not that they air the first war games on this week's episode, but the uh, the war games is tonight in the Omni in Atlanta on July 4th. Uh, Tony Schiavone, they recapped the previous week with a tag match with the Garvin Brothers versus Lex and Rick that we talked about at nauseum last week. And then Tony, uh, again, talks about the July 4th war games at the Omni tonight. And then Tony says Barry Windham won the Western States Heritage Champion, which Harper made fun of a couple weeks ago and said it sounded like a fair. Or do you still feel that way? It does. It sounds like a fest, like 38 special with Little Texas. Right. right. That's Come what it agree. sounds like. Come get a funnel cake. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no no disagreement from me there, Harper. So uh, anything else from the opening, Doc? Uh, no. All right. Um, we got Ron Simmons defeating Larry Stevens in the first match. Uh, I will. I will assume neither one of you have anything from that. And we yeah, go straight. No, in. No. Well, I'll, I'll, sa- I'll long, save it. Man. I'll save it till he comes out and talks. It went too long, Harper, because they got to fill some yeah. time. They got an hour and thirty minute episode this week. I think they fucked the spot up, and they just kind of started oh. over again. When I he went to pin a... him, he was oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Those ropes, and they think he kind of picked him up, and they kind of did some more shit to, you know, to cover it. Yep. All right. Well, let's tell you what. Let's go to Dusty now. Dusty's going to come out. He's going to cut the first promo. Uh, here it is. You know, one of the big events in the Great American Badge, the big event is coming up. And Dusty, it is tonight. All the talking's over with. They're going to put him in the cage for the war game. Well, I'll tell you, all my partners, uh, Nikita Kolov, 
is ready. They, they have prepared. I'm getting ready to go over myself. Around this country, the Great American Bash is in full swing. It's the time for winners to be winners, losers to be losers. Paul Allerin's here today, special little pre-workout, getting himself together. I'm going to make sure that my man is in good shape for this thing tonight. I hear even James J. Dillard going to have a special workout on this television here today. You just seen Ron Simmons, my main man, and Dustin Rosie McAdoo. Let me tell you, tell tonight is the big one. And you got to remember what's ahead of you, what's in front of you, is Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, under the stars, if you will, Memorial Stadium, my money, I want my money back. I'm going to get my money back. My hundred grand belongs to me. Bear Winter's going to be there taking care of my business outside the ring. I want my money back. You keep that brown sugar away from me, I'll steal it from you. You understand what I'm saying? So in Charlotte, North Carolina, Istanbul, Boca Raton, Bangkok, Israel, Jerusalem, they're gathering. For the Great American Bash. Now, dear, I'm going to start taking a Soon as Paul Adderall and me get ready, we're going to go see the Warriors and Nikita and get down. And who starts the match tonight? Ah, I don't know, but I'm ready for Mr. Adderall, the general, if you will, to tell us how it's going to be. And Major Boy Rick Flair, I'm looking especially forward to rubbing your face and Tuller Blanchard's face and Lex Luger's face and Ann Anderson's face and JJ's face do that cage tonight in the match beyond. They are building a dome in Atlanta, and it's ready right now. I'll be back with you. Okay, the dome is ready tonight in Atlanta. Fans, we'll be right back. Don't you go away. Doc, you keep that brown sugar away from me, or I'll take it from you. So why would why did he say Istanbul and Bangkok if this is the great American bash? Man, I ain't got a clue. I did I did wonder that though. Yeah. And I guarantee you most of the people watching had no idea he said what, his place, what his places were. Right. Except fucking Israel. They sure didn't know where Istanbul was. No. You mean Constantinople? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Probably just lost half, more than half of our audience. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Well, but hey, Dusty's trying to talk him in the building, man. It's it's go time. It's show time. You know, brown sugar in Istanbul. What you going to do? Right. It's time for the winners to be winners and the losers to be losers. Harper, what you got from it? Anything? He just, uh, I mean, he's, he's just putting this shit over. Yeah, you trying to get, get him in there. Yeah. Uh, all right, so after that. We got a Tully and Dark Journey. Y'all, help me out, Doc. I got meat and potatoes here, and it's only because something else happens at the end of the show that I really want to talk about. But with these yeah. two, um, I got meat and potatoes. Um, are we playing it? Did you have notes from it? Man, I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of promos in this one because everybody's there to talk them into the building. So if you, I don't have any specific notes. So if you feel like we need to keep moving, yeah, against my better judgment, I'm going to let you make the call. Harper, what you think? I was distracted. By her titties? Yeah. Were they standing out that much? Dude, the whole fucking show. <laughs> uh, well, the the reason I said meat and potatoes for this one and not the and I want to play the last one is because in the last one, at the end of the show, he actually addresses what you're talking about. Right. Because but I don't want to give it away. They probably went in the back, and everyone's like, oh, "You fucking nipples are hard." Oh. I, I mean, those nipples were like they were smiling attention. at you, yeah. But 
we're gonna talk. We'll talk more about that at the end of the show when we cut when we show that promo because this one was just beating potatoes. Uh, we'll we'll keep going. Uh, Lex defeats David Isley, and then Barry Windham comes out and Barry talks about having Dusty's back at the hundred thousand dollar barbed wire match, and then he tells Arn that Arn ain't getting the Western States Heritage title. If you notice, I just I, talked through what he said because I don't have anything else. I I had a question during the Luger match. What's that? What the fuck? What the fuck is Crockett doing getting there late? He was stuck in traffic. Oh, he's, and he's Crockett, so. Okay. I got yeah. a question for y'all. Oh, no. With them, them fucking, those little Barry Switzer promos. <laughs> in the background, do you see those three, like, black bobblehead looking things? No. It just looks stamp. so, it's so not, it's like, man. That just doesn't look right in 2018. It's like these little football player guys, and they just look—they're just black faced. Was it? And was it before the Luger match? It, it, it's on every one of them. Yeah, right. It's on every one of those little things he does. It's like three little like football players. They're—they're they're no. sitting right behind them. But did they show that right before the Luger match? That's they showed it uh, right after it. It's—it's it's between Luger and. In the Wyndham promo. Okay, hold on. I want to see it. Because Doc and I talked about... Um, we talked they about just look him. so... It's like, man, if you had that on your desk now... Oh, my God. You see what I'm looking at? Jesus Christ. What is that? It, it's like three... And it's not bobbleheads, but it's three football dudes. And they yeah. have black... They literally have black faces. Right. Maybe it's his run in run bobbleheads. They're like little figure. They look like bobbleheads, but they're not. They're like figurines right. or whatever. And they literally have pitch black faces. <laughs> well, that's how Jeez. he recruited, dude. Yeah. Oh my god! You can't I, stay I, on top. You can't stay on top with a bunch of honkies, pal. There's a lot of truth to that, but I'm, I'm telling you. I don't want to break kayfabe there. <laughs> I'll break kayfabe if I, at my skill positions for my football team, I ain't looking for a bunch of honkies. Is that what Cole Beasley's problem is, Doc? Fuck that little shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> for those who aren't football fans, that's one of Doc's uh, great wide receivers that Dak Prescott is throwing the ball to this year. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm queuing this up so that I can get a look at it. Uh. We helped you out on Monday night, Doc. We beat the Redskins. What did you do? Yeah. We beat the piss out of the Redskins. Man, I don't know. I was watching that. I was watching that the whole time and then my boy came on and said what I was thinking. I'm not, I guess Breeze cracks the top ten. <laughs> he's full of shit. He's trying to he's trying to get heat. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Um are you queuing it up to see the the, the, the timestamp is at the fifteen thirty eight mark, Doc. I'm working on it. Hold on, uh, Barry, Barry Switzer is one of Doc's favorite. Doc, while you're no. doing that, while Fuck you're queuing it up, while you're queuing it up, did you have anything from uh, Barry Windham? I'm not going to play it. Western Heritage, pal. Yeah, yeah, best title in the business. That thing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna spoiler alert here. That thing changes hands one time and gets disbanded. <laughs> that <eight>. sucks. <laughs> Where do you think all those old belts are? Um, At Conrad's yeah. house. Yeah, <laughs> Conrad's probably got a bunch, but you got various belt collectors and belt makers that yeah. still have them. 
At least that's what I hear. I mean, I've never seen them there, but the originals, yeah, definitely. Um, Di Harper, did you have anything from Barry Windham? No. Rock and Roll Express defeat David Isley and Terry Jones as Doc is uh, still looking it up. And then we had one more match before we go to a before the next promo that we're not going to play. Uh, Arn Anderson defeats David Westcott, and then we have a Dude, Paul Eller. Hold on. Why during the R and R match did you see Terry Jones just fall down and then the Rock and Roll laughed at him? <laughs> he went face first. Like it wasn't like a. I don't know what it was, but it was over in their corner. He fell down, and they just kind of looked at each other and laughed. And then Arn, in the next match, came out, and he stayed intense, dude. He came out hot. He stayed intense, and he was physical. Arn these is matches, These matches are making me want to buy a fucking ticket, pal. Yeah. Anything else from Arn, Doc, or Harper? No. All right. Arn defeats David Westcott. Paul Ellering cuts a promo. He's talking about strategizing for the war games, and he says he's going to work out. Um. <laughs> Or that cat, cat on the fucking stove. He was talking about something. I could quite yeah. follow and get high and shit. But I will um, tell you this. P Paul Ellering, uh, we're going to see next week, I think it is. He actually wrestles. And that some bitch is jacked, bro. Uh, he wrestles he, this week. Wait, this week. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's right, against Cougar J. He... He doesn't look. He looks. He's in good shape, and I guess it's hard yeah. to tell because he's all Cougar. He just sounds racially insensitive. Cougar J. Doc, have you gotten to the bobbleheads yet? They just popped up. What the shit, <laughs> <laughs> bro? Those are like, one, I mean, those are like those are like little black Sambo. Right. That's what I was trying to think of. The Sambo, dude. It's That's exactly what, what it looks of. like. Dude, <laughs> just another reason to hate Barry. Bro. Maybe that makes it that makes him turn around in my book. I don't know. See, there you go. You don't know which side you want to play. That I, I leave it the doc. What we always say, leave it to Hopper to, to to notice the background shit. I mean, they just were staring at me the whole time. I was like, the oh, last yeah. time. So the last time we recorded, I got to tell you guys, we got. Harper went on webcam for a minute. We got to peek into his room. Ah. And I got to tell all you people out there, Harper's room looks exactly like you think it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at first I was a little disappointed because you're like, oh, you think about like what it would look like in your mind. But it looks exactly like what you would think of it does. And that's all I'm going to say. What you're saying is you need a – if you pull out a black light, no, no, okay. no. There wasn't a black light. That would have just made it all look like a waterbed. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Any, any, Anything from you two on Paul Ellery? No. Just a cat sitting on a stove shit. All right. So then we go to Barry Wyndham, who defeats El Negro. Oh, wow. Doc. Look at you. <laughs> Why? Why do we have to be so insensitive? What do you mean? Okay. Oh. Who is and, the El uh, Negro? I told you, I don't know. Fuck. I don't know who it is. It's the Negro. I have, I have no clue. Nice. But I will tell you this. Let's go to Ric Flair now. There we go. Jesus Christ. Here it is. Uh, now, I'm going to pause it because they do a replay of last week in the middle of his promo. So I'll pause it at that point. But here's the first two minutes of it. And tonight, the four horsemen. The match beyond the war games. And, of course... The world champion Ric Flair involved in that also. Yeah, Paul Ellering, 
It takes a lot of nerve for a man to walk out here on the eve of what may be his last match, his last opportunity to walk the aisle and tell stories about pussycats. You're talking about four lives and a manager unequaled. You're talking about the four horsemen, the four premier stunts, and the army tonight. If you don't like violence, if you don't like blood, if you don't like guts, if you don't like pain and agony, stand out. If you want sports, big time action, and the premier finish of all time, you be woo, in the army. Now let's get that VTR you're all talking about. Okay, let's take a look at a video take. Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin against Nature Boy Ric Flair in a tag team match. Okay, so uh, Doc, as as they cut away to the tag match where JJ tried to kidnap Precious, did you have anything else from Rick's? That line used to get me when I was a kid and had no opportunity to go see a live event, no matter what. If you don't like violence, don't come down to the to the show. That used to get me every time. Bro, what are they gonna do down there? Yeah, if you don't like blood and guts, stay home. Yeah. Harper, what about you? I like when he says, man, you're talking about pussycats. We're four lions. I like that <laughs> shit. Yeah, that was that was, that was was yeah. solid. Uh, anything else before we go to the next part where it, it really uh, it gets amped up, if you ask me? Let's hit it. All right. So hold on. Let me get to it. <laughs> I immediately – Doc, if you remember a couple weeks ago, I said it's going to get uncomfortable. This is what I was talking about. So uh, here it is. Okay, there we saw it, Rick, the brain buster, and I know on July 11th, he'll put up pressures for one night, and of course, the title in the cage. The clergy money, what we're talking about, is the World's Heavyweight Championship, the most prestigious title in all of professional wrestling, and it's owned and operated by one man, the top dog, U.S. Guinea wrestler, in any federation in the world, the best in this business is Ric Flair. And in Greensboro, my hometown, buddy, I'm going to sit down. Woo! And I'm going to be looking as only I can look. And when I walk that out, styling and profiling. Woo! Driving all the river wild. Jimmy Garvin, you have put precious on the line. In other words, pal, when I beat you in Greensboro, Precious is mine. Do you understand that? And don't think for a second I can't be beat. Think about it. I've been beat three times in five years. So it's not impossible. You might do it. And brother, if you can wear these shoes, God bless you. Because I'll tell you this, I'm the man that beat Dusty Rhodes. I beat Hawk. I beat Animal. I beat Nikita. I beat Ronnie Garvin. And to get my hands on Precious, to put her in a little pink negligee, to hire the film team, to film the night, to have her rock out of that boudoir. Looking as only she can look. Me laying on those silk sheets 
in my fever panties. Wait for <laughs> They're going to film it all, Georgia Chitty. They're going to film it all. Jesus and you know what? Christ. The last thing you're ever going to hear Precious say, somebody please get me off this mountain. <laughs> god damn okay all right um uh, who hopper you go first Uh, when he does like the hand gestures like he's grabbing her tits yes i mean what the fuck man (laughs) god And when he oh. says, "Man, if you can fill my shoes, God, God bless you." God bless you. That is <laughs> that. That was the last serious line. Of yeah. This. Right. Right. <laughs> oh. Um. Oof. He's lit. So just let me say two things. Um. Before you go, Doc, because you're gonna verbally talk about what he what he verbally says, but he's also licking his lips, like Hopper said. He's 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 making these gestures with his hand, like he's grabbing her tatas. Um, he's in and, and then he's he's making motions of you know hanging the lingerie on her or negligee. Um, Doc, you, go ahead. Bruh, what, what do you have? Rick was dirty, dude. Yeah. Because it's not only is he going to take your woman, but he's going to film it for poster- for posterity. And he's like, they're going to film it. So it's like, dude, this is going to turn into a gangbang. Bruh, it's, it's kind of like, it's really terrible because he's, he's, he's basically talking about making a, a fucking porno. Right. right. Forcing, forcing her to make a promo. I mean, a fucking <laughs> porno. Yeah, I, I I'm like, uh, um, or did he allowed? say he was going to be laying there in his fever panties? I I think so. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't know. I didn't... <laughs> this is this is just this is just filthy on all levels. <laughs> and he's just wooing. His woos have extra. I mean, he's got a war games match that night. He's got precious on the line, man. He is feeling it. You go ask anybody in any federation, and he'll tell you I'm the best. Bruh, just go back to his last, the last few seconds of it. Here it is in that woo. Somebody, please get me off. This mountain! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of the most aggressive woos you've ever heard from him. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, and it cut to the chick who's laughing when he's screaming, yeah. somebody, please get me off Space Mountain. Woo! <laughs> These chicks are dirty. They're pigs. They want it. That's oh nice. Oh my god, this is terrible in so many ways. But okay, anything else, Doc? Man, Rick's ready to go. Man, it's the bash. It's the war games. It's the match beyond. It's bodacious Todd Todd's. I mean, living the dream. He he said, I, I yeah, I lost 
three times in the last five years, so anything's possible. Let me remind you of something, too. Uh, it gets more bizarre in the next Oh, of course. Weeks. This is this is just. We haven't the watched start. this in thirty years. We still got a ways to go here. Yeah, <laughs> this is, there's some shit that goes down. Uh, okay, uh, next up we got a match. It's Mike Rotunda, the Florida heavyweight champion, versus Dory Funk Jr. It goes a time limit draw. Uh, at the end of the match, the Black Assassin comes in and attacks Rotunda. Uh, Funk has Rotunda in a toehold. Some enhancement guys come out to help her to. To help Rotunda, time limit draw, though Rotunda keeps the belt. Um, Doc was snoring. Uh, Doc, thoughts? First of all, do you know who the Black Assassin is? I was going to talk about that later during his match, but that's Bill Tab. That's who I thought it was. You can tell. I mean, it looks just... Yeah. I mean, it is him. It looks like he's a fucking... Like he's in a Ku Klux Klan or something with that... Bruh. I believe it's an executioner's mask, but how is that held to... How is that held to his head? Well, I, I think know. it's no, no, no. I think it's it's a normal mask, but that thing is like fitted like a almost like a skirt over it and attached to it. I think that's how it's held to his head. Oh, I think. But so, anyway, it, are we gonna? He looks like a fucking. It looks like a. This shit looks like a black version of a KKK hood. Right. I think it's maybe it's Conway. <laughs> Where, hey, speaking of that, where's Shaska been, man? Yeah. Well, Dude, where's I'm gonna... fucking Lasertron been and fucking New Breed? Well, the Shaska. I don't remember when an accident was, but the Shaska thing. Yeah, I got something to say about that later on in this show. Okay. Um. Uh. Good, Doc. What? Did, but what do you? What do you have from? Well, um, are we going to relitigate the Dory Funk issue here on this show? There's a whole lot know. of headlocks. Bro, I don't. That, I don't. I think we talked about it enough. Well, what I was going to say is, and if you listen to former guest BTT guest Ron Fuller in his stud cast, this is Florida wrestling, man. In a lot of ways, back in the seventies, it was grappling, and these two were grappling. There wasn't a high spot to be found. These guys, like uh-huh. Harper said, like them some headlocks, dude. Um, the match doesn't bother me at all. It it is what it is. It's um, it was it's when... slow even for 1987. Well, yes, but the promos. So you know what I noticed it. during the match? What? Man, there's a bunch of fat broads there that day. That's nice. It's like Did they have... gave out some free tickets to this show at the Weight Watchers or some shit. Well, that's real nice of you to say. Doc. What? Do you always have to be an ass? Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Hopper, from this match? No. Uh-uh. All right. All right, we get a quick soundbite from Dark Journey. She's basically out there just introducing JJ, looking live as can be. All the way live. All the way live. Uh, and you say, wow, what is JJ doing out there? Well, remember, he's in the first war game, so JJ is out there getting, getting a little tune-up, I guess. It's J.J. Dillon versus Alan Martin. And boy, J.J. just looks like a goofy bitch in them tights. And I know before anybody says J.J. was a wrestler uh, for years before being a manager. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he looks really, really funny. Uh, he actually he hits for the cycle during the match. He hits a gourd buster on Martin. <laughs> he tries to torture Rack. He gets that. He has him up for a little while. And then he, he gets him with the figure four. Um, but ultimately, Martin doesn't submit in the figure four, but his shoulders are on the mat, so he technically pins him while in the figure four. Uh, the funny part, 
and I uh, throw it to Hopper first. The fans are chanting, "Way to go, JJ!" Um, Dame yeah, Eagles. Jay- I know JJ's over, Bruh. They're yeah. chanting, "Way to go, JJ!" I mean, <laughs> shit happens, I guess. Uh, Doc, yeah, uh, Harper, what else you got? I just thought that I mean they fucking love seeing JJ wrestle. They really I do. Guess, I guess because it was something different that they haven't seen before. Or the horsemen are just over. Right. Which I think is part of it. And that's the best torture rack I've fucking ever seen. Jesus (laughs) Christ. And I did pop when he started doing all the finishers, though. Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you. That shit was was funny. To make a baseball analogy, like it was like he was trying to hit for the cycle, bro. He was he was he was going around getting everybody's moves in. Uh, <laughs> what else you got, Doc? That was about it, man. JJ's a formidable opponent. Yes, sir. So let's go now to Arn Anderson, as he's got something to say. Okay, James J. Dillon is your winner. Tully Blanchard beckons the man over here at Double A. Arn Anderson. Pretty awesome match. Tony Giovanni, we've often said James J. Dillon is a quality athlete in his own right. He put it beside him because he decided to, not out of necessity. But the bottom line is, I've always called a spade a spade, right or wrong. You're right. I won't argue with you. People say a lot of things about me. One thing I'm not is a liar. And when I tell you in just a few short hours, somebody can get hurt, maimed, crippled, never wrestle again, that's the God's truth. It could be me, it could be Flair, it could be Blanchard, J.J. or Luger. We know that going in. But the bottom line is, I've often said and I always will say, we're one unit, we'll sacrifice for each other. Will you do it, Rhodes? Will you put your body on the line for your partner, Hulk? Will you do it for your partner, Ellering? Will you do it for yours? We will do it. That's why we're the horsemen. Not because we got t-shirts that say we are. It's because we're one family. They're the family to me. You never were, Ollie. Putting that aside, your ancient history. If I'm able to escape these bashes without injury, I'm going to take this unselfishness that Double A's always had. I'm going to take this team player concept and throw it out the window. What I'm going to do, Barry Wyndham, with a Western State title is I, for once in my life, without any help from my family, any help from my partners, God is my witness. Look at these eyes, Wyndham. For once, I'm going to take something for myself, by myself, and that's namely your title. It's been your pleasure. We'll be right back, fans. I don't really give a care about this Western States Heritage title, but a Wyndham and R match is uh, very interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, forget the, the title that's involved, but uh, those two are interesting. Uh, uh, I'll go back to what Harper always says, and I'll ask Harper. People, Arn is quoted here as saying, people say a lot about me, but the one thing I am not is a liar. Uh, Harper, he never lies. That's right. He uh, said it right there. He, he must it. fucking that's... listen to the show. Then he went he to a time machine. Then he went back and said that. He had to because yeah. he doesn't lie. Um, Harper, what else you got from it? And when he says about the fucking t-shirts, it's not just a t-shirt, man, to be a fucking horseman. Speaking of t-shirts, I like the one he had on. It was a four horseman one. It was one. It was. It was. It was, it was oh it was yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Um, Doc, what you got? 
did y'all find it weird at the end? He said, I'm going to put all this aside at the end and, and I'm going to do something by myself for the first time. I was wondering that too. Did he just admit to cheating? Did because well, you, I mean, always do. he's been a singles champion before. Yeah, I, he, he did. He, he said, but I, I, I couldn't tell if, um, I actually had a different take on it. I, I thought he was almost kind of like dissing the horseman in a way. He was like, I'm going to put I this. Take it, I didn't take it like that. Well, no, it dude. just kind of like crossed my mind for a second. He's like, what, what do you mean? You're not a team player. You're part of the greatest faction ever. He's right. just got to get him some gold, man. That's all. He's been goldless for a while. Mm-hmm. This is nothing. I mean, he's it's been a while. He's going to get that all Southern right. States heritage. He's fired up for these these war games, though. He came out there and whipped ass earlier. Now he's cutting vicious promos. I think Arn's ready, man. Someone's he's got to be. He's got to be. The leader of the Horsemen's too worried about recording snuff pornos. <laughs> he's worried about hitting precious. Arn was a prophet here, though. He said somebody can get hurt or maimed in the cage. Well, JJ gets hurt, bro. Boy, oh, yeah, hurt. that's true. <laughs> he yeah. gets hurt pretty bad. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. We got a match, Paul Ellering versus Cougar J. Ellering comes out and pulls a Road Warrior move by attacking Cougar J, like, instantly. Then he throws right. him into the ropes. And, um, he expects he expects Cougar J to come back, but Cougar flies through the ropes. Ellering runs quickly with a clothesline. Uh, Ellering looked good, as in built, I mean. Uh, Harper, anything from you? Yeah, fuck, he looked good, man, physically. I mean, the wrestling yeah, was too bad, you know. Doc, is it you that always told me, or we were talking about you, like, Ellering was just a weird dude? He was a weird dude. Yeah, he did. He came was across he, I, Y'all thought he was a weird dude in 81 Mid-South. He, yeah, he he was very weird in 81 Mid-South. 82 is even worse when he's working out with the fat broads and he's doing push-ups. We did that on this back. show. I know, and it's the fat broads with the little titties, and, and <laughs> Ellerin's, Ellerin's doing push, push. And he's in there with children trying to promote oh my physical God. fitness. He's in, in the original music as him, they're doing it to Pac-Man fever. <laughs> I'm sick of my lap, son. Why does, Mr. Ellering, why does your breast smell like booty holes? <laughs> okay. All right, Paul Jones and Ivan Koloff. I, I wasn't thinking about playing it, but I did have a point to make. Yeah, I didn't even remember that it happened. Yeah. It's like, I forgot about you, asshole. Two things here for Uh for both of these guys. Well, what a difference the year makes. In 86, Ivan Koloff is with Nikita, and they're running rough shot, busting Magnum's ass as they uh, go back and forth over the U.S. title, if you recall. Oh, I, I recall, um, all right. The best of seven series. Ivan is with Nikita, and it's just one of the heavy, one of the major programs for the promotion. Paul Jones, uh, for what it's worth, is involved in this deal with, as Hopper or you asked about Shaska Watley or Pez, uh, they're having this feud over fucking hair, which you can make fun of all you want. Uh, not not them two involved, but you know Paul Jones is managing Shaska, and he's in this feud with Boogie. And now this year, they're just like. Flapping away in the wind, bro. Just yeah, just, man. They fell off the map, man. I, I mean, I've been trying, but it's just there's nothing yeah. there. Fucking Petrov fucked it up. Mm. Where's he? Yeah, in a barbarian. We seen him in a while. It, 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 where's Jimmy Valent? 
And then fucking Jimmy's, Jimmy's still there, but and, and Baron. Oh, Baron's still around, I believe. But Jimmy, Jimmy Valiant is still there because he's been he's been farting around. Well, he was messing around with um, Hector and Lasertron and New Breed, which we haven't heard, seen much of in, in a right. while. But but uh, Jimmy Jimmy's still there. It's just New Breed too, was too busy out doing their Magnum TA impersonation. That's nice, Doc. What? What's that? Oh, the car wreck. You're, do you have to always try to play heel? Try? What are you talking about? Heel? What are these industry terms? Let's keep it moving. Ivan, I'm not going to harp on this anymore. Paul Jones and Ivan Koloff are just kind of like just floating there doing nothing. Yeah. Ivan does defeat Hal Moore in the next match, and then they show a uh, a video package of Dr. Death Steve Williams working out before his match with Big Bubba. Uh, I, they actually aired this on UWF TV too, and because um, they're going to have a title match, Steve Williams and Big Bubba, on July 11th for the UWF heavyweight title. Um. Then we'll go to uh, Doc. Did you have anything or harp anything from that before I go to the uh, Ron Simmons promo that Doc said he wanted to talk about? Did he play in the in the NFL? Doctor Death? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, the only thing worse than watching than lifting weights is watching somebody lift weights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Switzer's man. there with the Sambo dolls. Jesus. <laughs> 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 All right. How are you going to beat now. this black man if you can't lift that weight? That's what he was saying. Okay, that's nice, Doc. Let's go now to uh, Ron Simmons because Doc wanted to talk about it. It's a relatively short promo, but here it is. Okay, that's from Jim Roth. Thank you very much, Jim. And we're here with Ron Simmons. Ron, congratulations. A great win to start off our program today. Dr. Death Steve Williams, University of Oklahoma, and I know your days in Florida State playing in the Orange Bowl against that man. He's quite an athlete. I know he's on his way back. Yes, he is. First of all, I'd like to say what an honor it is to be here among the greatest organization in the wrestling world, and that's the NWA right here. And secondly, you know, I competed against Steve in college football, and the man is a competitor in every sense of the word. And I know one thing, that he'll come back, and when he comes back, it'll be stronger. And I know the biggest bash for him is the one that he's looking forward to in Oklahoma, and that's winning that title from Big Bubba Rogers. And I want you to know one thing, Steve. If there's anything that I can do and any help in any way, brother, don't hesitate to call because I'll be right there for you. All right, Ron Simmons. Ron, good to see you. Good to have you with us. Fans, we'll be right back. All right, Doc, you wanted me to play. What do you, what do you have from it? Brother Ron was 29 years old there. Shit. A little older, actually. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize he was that old, almost 30 at that point. He got out and lived him some life before the wrestling got a hold of him. Yeah. So he's definitely doing the aw shucks there. Right. But I was wondering this during the match. How many times do you think he had promoters back then trying to make him a heel just because he was black in that part of the country at that time? I don't know. Aren't they always didn't he didn't he make them all faces if you were black? Uh, Butch Reed. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, uh, hold on. Uh-oh. Butch, that's not true. Butch what? spent time as a baby face too. When? Uh, in mid south. Oh. Um. This was this was well after JYD left, but he he Butch, Butch Butch was a uh, he a little. I mean, not a lot. That's a, that's not a good example, but I don't know. Dog was a baby face. 
That was always going to be your answer to everything. Right, that's what I'm saying. But it's true. Iceman was a babyface. Come on, motherfucker, come with it. I liked it better when he was Blackbird. Remember that? But he came okay. But he came in as a he came in as a face. Yeah, I guess so. I See? I just wonder, but I wonder how many times they tried to make him one. To make him a heel? Yeah. What? See, I don't have enough knowledge of um. That's why Florida. it's a rhetorical question, kind of, or a discussion question. Do you think anybody ever was like, brother? Well, Mr. Soul I mean, Man. <laughs> when you see, like, here's the thing. He was a heel in the nation, and he was a damn good one. Right. So, right. Yeah. Doom. So, hell yeah. Or Doom, too. Like, because you see, him and Butch Reed were, uh, Hopper said it, like, about probably a year and a half ago. His exact words were, Doom was some bad motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. Uh, they were like the Black Road Warriors or something. Yeah. Uh, so, hell yeah. But I don't know. Ron could do either or. But are you saying right now? Are you asking right now? Did promoters look at him and go, "We need to make this guy a heel or a face"? In the South, in 1987. Uh, I don't think they were stuck on either or. I think okay. they could. I think if whatever way they thought could draw money, they would do it. But you're right. Right here, I, I don't. Ron is like all shucks. I mean. Very much all shucks right here. Okay. Harper, anything else from Ron right there? Uh uh-uh. uh. All right. Uh so we then we got a promo. It is JJ and Lex. I know Doc loves this. Here it is. The four horsemen and a big show of unity earlier in the program and a win for James J. Dillon and his workout. But I know you got a lot of things to talk about, including about this man. A lot of things happened in the bash, but I got a big bonus surprise. Saturday, July 25th in Philadelphia, the Great American Bash is going to be an added bonus because James J. Dillon is going to present his own special version of the dating game with special guest, the total package Lex Luger. When the women come into the Civic Arena or the Civic Center in Philadelphia, they sign their name on a piece of paper, put it in a big fishbowl, and three lucky ladies are going to get the dream of a lifetime. They're going to get their names picked, come up on stage to join the dating game, and then the winner, it's going to be a limousine, finest restaurant in Philadelphia, a day on the town with a total package Lex Luger. You know, James, that's all well and good. It will be a very special night for a very special lady in Philadelphia. And what the month of July is really all about, what the bashes are all about, is competition. It's wrestling. In just a short while from now, my stomach's already churning. The butterflies are there. This is the kind of thing that since you're this high, you train for. The blood, the sweat, the tears, the feats, the victories. This is what wrestling is all about. This is the event, the match beyond. This is what it's all about. This is a culmination of wrestling talent. The best versus the best. Everything's there. Surrounded by the most dangerous circumstances they ever put together. This is the night of the 4th of July, known for explosions, for fireworks. But they're going to be indoors at the Omni. Because when it's all said and done, the four horsemen are going to destroy the myths. That air of invincibility around the world warriors and superpowers. Yes, they can be beaten. This is the time when the cream rises to the top, and this is the cream of the crop. This is the four horses. We are the very best one we do, and we will walk out of that ring and the enemy, the winners. And Akita Koloff, I'm looking you right right now. I'm telling you, shine that belt up. Get one left. 
very good long look at it because it's coming my way because I am going to be, it's my destiny. Every expert that's ever seen wrestling says Lex Luger is destined to be the greatest wrestler there ever was. And that next step is the U.S. Heavyweight belt and I am going to be before the bash is out. The next U.S. Heavyweight champion. Doc, are you awake? No. Mm. Uh, the line that got me out of all that was any expert who's ever, ever seen wrestling. <laughs> what expert's never seen wrestling? And then at the end when he hits the table, if he's that big, shouldn't he have broken the table? He hit the table at the end like it was corny hitting the table. <laughs> Bruh. Oh. Remember last week I said he was good because he fired up? Well, that was yeah. a one-week aberration because that was awful. Yeah. I don't even remember what J.J. said. Harper, what did, I'll tell you what J.J. said because J.J. was good. Harper, what did you what did you think about this? I mean, Luger kind of killed it, huh? He, he killed did. the mood. Like, and he, the came out was, there, he came out there and farted next to right. the shit his pants. <laughs> as, as the uh, – as the uh, black assassin is in the next match, I'm just looking at it on my computer right here. But uh, uh, the thing with JJ, if if they'd have stopped at JJ, I thought this was good because basically JJ did what Jim Crockett Promotions loves to do, and that's whore out their whore out their talent. And what I mean by that is when JJ starts talking about the dating game with Luger and talks about limousines oh, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. finest restaurants and a night on the town. I mean, let's just whore Lex out right here and just. Just basically say he's gonna fuck three broads. That's basically what JJ. You know what would have been better? You know what would have been better right there is if Lex if Lex goes, JJ, that sounds great, but not until after the war games, because this is serious. And I gotta win this belt and take care of this business. That'll be good. Yeah. But it didn't happen like that. No, it sure didn't. Some yeah, special it, lady's going to get lugarized. Yeah, right. on her face. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the good old Lex there. That uh, Lex just drove me. All right. The Black Assassin, which again is Bill Tab, defeats Daryl Dalton uh, with his uh, black version of the white KKK hood, it appears. Yeah. What? <laughs> Dude, the, did y'all catch mic- it when, when, when fucking... Uh, Crockett says, hey, check out his his uh, knee guards. Man, it sounded like I was like, what do you say? <laughs> oh, shit. Did you see that? He's like, yeah, I... check out that guy's knee guards. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I did not. Wa- Please tell me you have a timestamp. No, I didn't fucking write this shit down. Oh, but, uh, shit. Because he's wearing like the kind of knee guards that like a, uh, uh, I guess like a catcher. In baseball, right. right? And he's like, "Check out the guy's knee guards." I was like, "Whoa, what?" Jesus. <laughs> I may have told y'all this before. That reminds me of my varsity basketball coach who used to call, uh, used to have trouble saying Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, <laughs> he, that guy's not the only person I've ever heard that cannot say Schwarzenegger's name. Schwarzenegger. He called him Schwarzenegger. Whoa! Yeah, like he couldn't print. No, it's I've heard. There's people. He was from East Texas. Everything was harsh, and all. I mean, there was all kinds of diction problems. But the brothers on the team didn't care about those. But when he tried to talk about Arnold Schwartz and something or other, it it became problematic. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's keep moving. I didn't hear that, Hopper. Uh, 
Maybe I'll have to go back and watch. Uh, I'm not playing Dory Funk here. Why not? You no. really want me to play Dory Funk, Doc? He's in no. there talking to him in the building. What else could you do to help just kill a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion's legacy? Are you he looks the, good with that cowboy hat on and the and a robe. You, I mean, you have a you have a well known track record for hating NWA champions and and old white people, right? Oh, get the fuck out of here! Whatever, bro. Dude, you you have gone on record as to as to insult more than one NWA champion. Really, name 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 all the ones I've insulted: Dory Har- Funk Jr. and Tom and Thomas Rich. Uh, I mean, fuck Tommy Rich. Uh, Whoa, whatever. I got no problem with saying that. He's just a prick. Uh, Why? Dory Funk Jr. I've not disrespected. I'm not telling the story for the 900th time. Can you get Tommy Rich on the show? Maybe we could help y'all. Mend- no, Harper, but, Harper and I could help y'all mend fences. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny is somebody on Twitter reached we'll out like, to me like, we'll be like Maury and Montel Williams. And <laughs> guys, back do a pregnant, we'll do a pregnancy test and then get y'all back together. Somebody on Twitter, I don't want to say who, reached out to me like a year and a half ago and was trying. I, for whatever reason, was like, I can get you connected with Tommy Rich. And I was like, no thanks. And they were like, why? I'm like, I don't want to get into it. No need to have Tommy Rich on the show. Did you ever talk to Tim Horner? Uh, I still need to DM Tim. I, I really do. I don't have nothing against Tim, man. Tim never did me nothing. Yeah, whatever. Somebody, want... somebody needs... Somebody needs to make a clip of Mike saying all those things. Oh, I know, to... right? You're so two-faced. <laughs> and then send them on over. It's not to... personal. We're assessing old promos, and all three of us are guilty of burying Timmy Horner. So well, I'm not had... like, hey, I did a private. I, I, I got to mention that that guy. I have him on the show. That's you. <laughs> no, Perfect. no. Let's let's say what let's say what Harper did that time. Harper looked him up on Facebook. While we were recording, and and it was like, wait, wait, what's his name on here? And I said, Tim Horner. Harper looked him up, and then he starts looking at his profile, and then he gets all sentimental. Oh, I can't fuck with this dude, man. He's just yeah. an average-looking guy. He's got a family. He's just like a family. Yeah, he's got... yeah, so the man. first question is, do you still have a? Are you still sending faxes? <laughs> the second question is, can you please say Paul Orndorff? Well, and no, then maybe get, on. and then patrons could submit some other questions. The third so if you question, got some questions, did you bang you... Pam Lawson over the fact? Hey, that... hey. So, so basically, if you have some questions, you're a patron, and you want Mike to ask Tim Horner, slide in his DMs. Doc, can we keep going with the show now? Um, what is, what are we doing? Rolex. Oh God. We haven't even finished yet. Oh. Uh, we, we got we got stuck on Dory Funk for some reason. You wanted to hear his promo, even though all he starts talking about after the match is uh, what happened wasn't an accident yeah. and yada, I'd do yada, anything yada. for that title. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Former NWA World Champion, he's going for the Florida title now. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Mike Rotunda comes out and like cuts a thirty second promo and uh, responds to Dory Funk's threats and says he ain't scared and screw him. And then Tully Blanchard comes out and defeats Trent Knight. Tully wins with the slingshot suplex. Uh, Doc, anything from all that before we go to Tully and Journey's promo at the end of the episode? Let's see them nip-nips. Yeah! Jesus Christ, bro. 
Motorboat. So, here it is. Uh, let's uh, let's hit play. Sign of excellence in wrestling the four horsemen. That was awesome. I know you're ready for the match beyond, but I also know. Sign of excellence right there. I also know July 18th is on your mind also. You know, Tony Schiavone, the battle lines are drawn. DJ, look at the look. Ooh, look how live she is. Must be a little chilly in here. But I'll tell you what, it's not going to be chilly in Charlotte Memorial Stadium, Big Dust. Oh. I want my money. I want my money. Well, Big Dust, it's my money. I took it. I beat you. Your match, your place, your time. I put this up. I brought the money. You brought Magnum, and you walked real slow down that aisle. DJ and I strutted, looking so fine down that aisle. Greensboro, North Carolina. Greensboro Coliseum. I took you down. You lost your composure, ran out of the ring, got counted out. That's your fault. Not mine, not the horsemen's, not the referees, not anybody's. I won $100,000, but no, 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 Jim Crockett canceled the check, no, 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 something fishy, no, 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 it's my money, well, Big Dust, it's my money, but I've beat you three or four times for this, I've beat you for the national title, the U.S. title, I've beat you more times than any man alive, that's right, cheer, Dusty, 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 that's fine with me. Because on the 18th, in Charlotte, North Carolina, barbed wire around the ropes, $100,000 in cash, hanging above. All that you got to do, Big Dust, is go over me, climb that ladder, and take the money. And there's a lot of men tried, Big Dust, and a lot of men failed. That's why I can stand out here holding this with DJ on my arm, being one of the four horsemen. Tully Blanchard, Dark Journey, the world television champion after his money on July 18th. He says, now fans, don't forget tonight at the Omni. We'll see you there. Boy, is it cold in the studio, fellas? Mm. She, has, she has great looking breasts. Jesus Christ, does she? Mm. God. They're... Of, of course. Of course, man, from... from Doctor fucking feel good over there who would know a good woman when a good looking woman when he when if it slapped him in the face but whatever uh she was looking all the way live bro yeah all the way live is <laughs> <laughs> such an old white <laughs> you like my jean shorts and white New Balance and we can get in my red Camaro even though I got gray pubes and drive on down the highway. Well, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, them tatas were at full salute, mm, bro. Yeah, they Who were. Cares? They were beautiful. Not really. Yeah, they did. Doc, you ever you ever seen a you ever seen a pair of a uh, of a uh, black woman's titties? I'm just curious. What the? Come on. Of like course in person, I have. not on TV, yeah. asshole. Yeah. No, no, I gotta, I gotta specify offer. Not on if TV, you fucking. You're nerd. right. He's gonna say like in fucking National Ge uh, Geographic with the fucking African women. Those are black. Those are Africans. Stop, please. Don't go, 
No, that's not. What? I was talking. I was talking. I was talking African American broads that you may have uh, explored and banged. Okay, Doc, have you though? Uh, yes, the answer is yes. Okay, all right. I got a strip club. Yeah. Yeah. See. <laughs> no, Okay, so let me reverse He's never it. had any diversity in his life, bro. <laughs> no, I have. It's just not black women. I, I'm I'm better with the Latino. Whoa, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> right. Jesus what's Christ. That? <laughs> what's up with that? You now you Simmons motherfucker. <laughs> it's with the Latino. Why can't you why you gotta cut out the Hispanics? <laughs> I don't give two shits what you want to put your dick in. I just was asking a question. Well, yeah, Latino women were a thing for a while. I had a summer or two. A summer. Oh, wow. When's the last time you banged a white broad? I've been married for a long time now. It's been a while. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's go back to there. That is nothing to do with me asking you if you've ever seen... Some black titties, okay? Yeah, and I, when I say seen, I, I okay. Don't so mean I got a question: Is when you used to the, the occasional spare white broad that you'd bang, did she act black too? See, I don't know what that's supposed to fucking mean. Which I just want her to. No one understands that reference, Hopper, besides <laughs> me and you and the New Orleans listeners. Okay, <laughs> we've got an international audience that's like, what the hell's the West Bank? The Gaza Strip, uh, yeah. dude. The West, the West Bank bitches are some fucking. Ah, uh, I am not going any further. Um, uh, God, the West Bank broads. All right, where are we at? Can we rank this show? We can do anything you want, my friend. Rank the show, Doc. What you got? Man, we're getting ready for. Uh, I almost said Starcade, the Bash, the War Games, the Match Beyond, Money Up, Women Up, Titles Up. People getting hurt. Brought in people from Florida. I like that. We saw some UWF action. I'm ready for the shows to get a little shorter. I did look. Next week is 64 minutes, which is better. Uh, But this was good. I'm going to say, because we got to see some new stuff, give me an A. Hey, okay. Yeah, I think I got to go with an uh, A as well. What are you going to help her? I was going to get it a B plus. I mean, right. we saw Rick shine like a fucking diamond, do his hand gestures like he's grabbing titties. <laughs> that fucking Arn Anderson was fucking kicking ass. We we saw fucking Dark Journey's fucking nipples all hard. Dude, that was like porn back then. In like 1987, being some kid fucking watching that. I mean, yes. till Missy, wait till Missy shows up. I mean, right. God, you could crank off to that. Still can if you work it hard enough. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a two A's and a B plus. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Rick. I mean, he's talking about making a porno. The Rolex that is. So there you go, uh, Doc. You, man, I really, really, really wanted to give this to Arn for as intense as he was in his match and in his promo. But Rick said a bunch of things. I don't know. I wasn't. I don't. How did he get away with some of that, man? On TV. Yeah. Bruh. Right out there in plain daylight, man. Talking about Bruh. potential cr- sex crimes. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody get me off this mountain. 
Bro. Even I even mean, his woo even his aggressive woos were just threatening. I don't And you think... wanna know I, I told you today, I told I told uh and Rick turned seventy soon. That's sad. That makes me sad. Seventy. Rick talked about making a porno like it was nothing. On this and it wasn't like he was shooting it like POV porno style. He was talking about like some professional photography, multi-angle, multi-camera shoot. Bruh, wait till you see what they do in the hotel room. Why take a ho to a hotel? Bruh, just wait till you see it. It's... I uh, know I'm giving stuff away, but Jesus Christ, uh, this was this was really good. So, all right, let's uh, let's let's flip gears, change gears here. Uh, Doc, you wanted to talk about uh, McGregor and whatever that other dude's name is, the well, champ. Uh, go ahead. What what do you what what did you want to say about it? Did I not text you the night the earlier that night and go, dude, this is going to be a big time work. Um, discuss, uh, let me, yes, you texted me and I am going to pull up the text right now because I want to, I want to reread what you, what you sent to me. Um, but, uh, Harper, did you you see any footage from this? Yeah. When a guy jumped over the fucking, it's what I don't understand. The guy was fighting Connor for what? Three rounds, right? Four. It went into the fourth. And he just jumps over that fucking railing with so many with with so much fucking energy, like it was nothing. He's so, the champ. Jesus Christ! Um, the text I got from Doc earlier in the night, before the pay per view even started, said "work alert on the Connor fight." Yeah, this was stupid. This reminds me in fucking uh, Rocky Three when he throws Stallone into the crowd, Hogan, <laughs> and he start fighting and he hits him with a chair and all that shit, and it's just. It's it's not worth it. I mean, what if someone got hurt? That was what the last. Someone... Thing on my, that's the last thing on my mind. Uh, well, Doc, t- tell tell everybody what you, what you think about this this whole scenario. Uh, well, here's what I think. Match. I think the ending was a work to make the other guy strong and the monster heal because he hops outside the ring and he starts whipping people's asses. Some guys jump in and start beating on Connor. And now he lost, but he didn't lose his heat, and he's sympathetic, and now you can sell the rematch. And it's the greatest wrestling angle I've seen in 2018. And this time it's going to be in a steel cage, so there's no interference. Right. Wait a minute. The match beyond. In Atlanta, they're building a cage. Five, two, one man, then it's two, then it's three. (laughs) (laughs) How you say, in cage? How you say, say two ring? So, Doc, I, I had a, I had, I, I want, I reflected on you with this whole "it's a work" thing, and you know, I'm, I'm the leader of the, uh, it's a, it's all a work cult. I um, thought that was Rod Price. Well, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he, he passed it on to me, which that came from General Skandar Akbar, from the stories I've been told. But so, but uh, I'm, I'm scared. My issue with life as I've gotten older is I am skeptical about everything. And like, I know I use the term, everything's a work. It's all a work. Like I don't literally mean 100% of things, but my problem is I think, although 100% of things is not a work, I think a lot of everything, or there is a work involved in everything. Not that 
what you saw Saturday was a, was a complete work. But no. I feel like I feel like some things happened, some things escalated. So what you do is that with that is you proceed steer into, with you steer into it. Right. You lean into the chaos. So, I mean, I don't think everything that happened was a work, but I do believe because of what happened, the promotion will work it to the best of their ability and will print fucking money off of what went down, which that by definition is then a work. Well, and the other problem you have with that is, is that because it went off the rails a little bit you can lean into something you didn't expect and make money where in wwe everything is so scripted there's no opportunities to do that right the closest if the you... closest thing that the wwe's had to that in forever was when miz popped off on daniel bryan on that oh, after oh, show that was great because it was real because it was, was real like and then you're like man i want to see him fight now but everything else is so between the lanes that it's like okay, so I don't care. I don't care what's st- real and not. When they show the wide angle and you see a guy after choking out Conor McGregor, a leap defense and go into the crowd, it looks real. It looks chaotic. I want a part of that. I want to see some of that. Right. So, like, it's the danger. It's the danger I used to feel with Abdullah and, and Brody, dude. Well, and here's the thing about why I go into they use it to book angles in UFC is because they, the way wrestling used to be years and years ago, when things weren't scripted, guys would take shots at each other in promos. And there were things said in promos, although the promos were a work that were real, but the promotions leaned into it. So when it came time to book like these angles and matches they used that stuff and that's what made it a work even though they were being real with each other too so like this was kind of real but you can't tell me ufc ain't gonna use this to build money fucking printers and and benefit and work it into millions of dollars that's okay so let me ask you let me let me ask what everybody else is thinking right from the time he got on the mount to to choke him out, and this is for Mike, but we'll also ask Harper. From the time he choked him, and let's say 10 seconds before he tapped, until the end of the video, how much of that was a how much of that was a work? Say that again. Yeah. From the wow. time he choked him out until like people in the ring swinging on Connor, how much of that's a work? What percentage? Or was it just an escalation of some hostilities, and now it's an angle? I, I, I don't know. I think it was an escalation of hostilities. I don't. I'm not that. Okay, so what percent? What percent mad is Dana White about all this? What? How much fake outrage does he have? He's got a lot of fake outrage because I mean, He's just got... take a look. Connor threw the thing at the bus. Well, and here's the and other he's thing. Still... Go ahead, go ahead, Hopper. I mean, why are you gonna be mad at somebody? Been, why are you gonna be mad at somebody for gift wrapping in the rematch for you? I mean, he, he should have been suspended. Fucking when he threw the the fucking railing at the at the bus. Here's the, here's the other thing. I've heard Taz say this before, and he's 100 percent right. The 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 fighters might not realize. Yeah. That they're not in on the work. You don't need everybody to be in on the work. You sure the fuck don't. So. 
it's a legit heat and legit fight, but the promotion and Dana White look in the territory. are like, look at this shit. We about to book some shit. And that's the that's another possibility of the like I think when people hear us and me and you and Har- and Harper, you say everything's a work, we don't literally mean like McGregor the, hey man, and this dude. The this NFL dude, team the NFL teams aren't getting a script for every play. That's just right. impossible. But but are you gonna tell me that there aren't some invisible hands when there needs right. to be? I mean you're not Hold gonna on, tell bro. me that when when fucking Drew Brees I got that touchdown last night. I mean, Preach. it just—it it was just too perfect. It's too bad Bruh. that the first thing I thought was that shit's a work. Bruh, come on. We talked about this. So let's segue away from UFC because we've kind of said our piece. But Doc just said it. You think with the NFL, everything is on the up and up. And you and no. And do you think I, everything you do is scripted? The classic example is this. I do not believe that the NFL scripted it so that the Patriots would come back on the Falcons. What they did is throw three or four flags on that third quarter drive so that the Patriots could score and get it closer so people didn't tune out and they didn't lose advertising revenue. And then the Patriots just ran with it. So let me let me let me throw I agree with you there. Harper, you make the Saints analogy when we talk about things being a work. Yeah. So two things. One is the obvious one. So and you said it on maybe the Smoky Mountain show or maybe the NWA show last week. I really don't remember. I, I, I'm, I'm losing track. We record so much. Earlier this season, um, or when the schedule came out, the NFL knew they calculated it because I, I did the math the other day. And it's it's easy to calculate out, believe it or not, that Breeze would probably break the record on Monday Night Football against the Redskins. So what do they do? They book a primetime game. All right? All right. They don't book why a would they night book game. them against the Redskins on, on fucking Columbus Day? They, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before you go there. Before you go there. Jesus. They, <laughs> they book. I mean, what they, they do? Coughing some blankets and hand them out at <laughs> halftime? All right. Hold up. They book. They book this on. They should have played that game in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> so they book it. And Breeze. Breaks the record, and he doesn't break the record on just some bullshit pass that doesn't do anything. He breaks it on a fucking 70-yard bomb of sorts where the guy was wide the fuck open. Wide the fuck open. They had one guy back there. He uh, totally missed him and just like, bye, bitch. Right. So, okay. That's one example. Hold on, Hopper. I got another one for you when you say, because now I'm pointing this out on my own team. So I'm not saying this. I am saying this shit happens, and I am I will admit it on my own team. Here's point number two. This happened actually 2012. Breeze was about to break Johnny Unitas' record, I believe it was Unitas, for 54 straight uh, games with at least one touchdown pass. The game was on Sunday fucking night football against his former team, the San Diego Chargers, and how does he break the record? He throws a, I think it was a 40-yard pass to Devery Henderson, who was wide the fuck open. Yeah. I'm just saying. I ain't saying everything's a work, but come on, man. Them things make you ask questions. <laughs> come on, bro. 
All right. Well, uh, hey, if you're not a patron, become one. It's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Once again, thank you, Craig Walston. Thank you, Jamie Butler, DN Parr, Joe Ciart, and Ryan Ashby for signing up this past week. Appreciate that. Thanks for coming, patrons. Uh, if you haven't already done so, we go ahead and download the most recent show. But uh, the last one we did was uh, the top 80s broads and Doc and Hopper. Just so y'all know, we got feedback. They do want the uh, top 80s, top sitcoms. I don't know if it was 80. It was it was top sitcoms, right, Doc? Just sitcoms of yeah. all time. Okay, yeah. so it, it doesn't have to be the 80s. No. Right. Okay. And when we say sitcoms, we're talking, we're talking um, like, like 30 minute taxi type episodes right. or I'm not, I'm not saying taxi and I, I say that because we're not talking like like drama yeah or, or um or we're not talking game of thrones we're not talking yeah. uh sopranos that's because those are right? comedies i understand what a sitcom is jackass right that's what i'm saying I'm, I'm just clarifying so uh we did we did get feedback and they do want that so we'll do that we'll do that soon and that'll be the uh that'll be the next uh patreon special besides world class show so again it's tinyurl.com slash patreon btt uh also don't forget to use the amazon referral link it's tinyurl.com slash btt amazon and don't forget to purchase your uh, btt t-shirts go to the links in the show description and uh please do that uh one real quick thank you to the wrestling podcast about nothing with roh's brian malonis and mike crockett they do their thing every single monday um appreciate you and all your plugs crockett and malonis and then also check out our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast run by joe Morata and michael quinn as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history slightly classier definitely more professional uh and thanks joe and quinn for all your plugs on your show appreciate that very much uh i don't have anything else doc do you have anything and can we just get out of here, dude? Yeah, let's roll. Harper hit the tagline, get us home. Fuck it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>